Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by CrossFit TNT. If you subscribe to the podcast, you might be hearing this early. I'm prepping for the talk we're going to do tonight, Tuesday, for the Go-Getters seminar. And if you miss out, then I want you to get this information too. We're going to talk about some common myths in nutrition. So today I'm going to bring up a couple of things that you hear every now and then that are not true and that the record needs to be set straight. The first thing I'm going to talk about is the statement, fruit makes you fat. I've got a big problem with this. This is not true. I guess it could be true. Let's say you take someone that eats uh, 20 bananas per day, 30 bananas per day. You can uh, end up on a calorie surplus eating fruit. It is very hard to do. The thing you want to watch out for is drinking a bunch of juice. That's not going to be great for you. Some smoothies are going to be loaded with sugar as well. But if you stick to whole fruit, if you eat orange, if you eat apple, if you eat berries, if you eat melons, that's going to be very healthy for you. Have one per day, two per day, three per day. You can probably even have four per day, per day and be fine you're not going to be able to want to eat that much because the good thing about fruit is it's very filling. It's got a ton of fiber. It's got a lot of vitamins, mineral. It has some sugar in it, but it doesn't affect your body the same way as juice and smoothies and other things would. So whenever you hear someone say fruit makes you fat, be a little bit cautious and take their advice with a grain of salt. And that is the official statement on fruits. If you see someone give this advice, they might have gotten a few things mixed up. One thing that gets a little bit uh, confusing when you talk about fruit and gaining fat is when someone talks about fructose. That's just the natural sugar that exists in fruit. That is also something that you can find in high fructose corn syrup. However, drinking a soda and having a fruit are two very different things. The soda is going to hit the system real hard. It's going to end up in the liver. And people that drink a lot of soda can even develop fatty liver disease. This is not something that's even possible to do by eating fruit because the amount of fructose you find in fruit is very small. And the way it hits the system is nowhere near the same as a soda would. Another common thing you hear people talking about is fat-burning foods or maybe even fat-burning zones. There's some truth to this, but it doesn't pan out the same way that most people think that it does. There are foods that increase the amount of fat you use as a fuel. So if a person eats more fat, they're going to use more fat as fuel. So let's say that you cut out all carbs, all sugar, all pasta, all bread. Let's say you live off of eggs and bacon. You're going to be eating a lot of fat, so your body is going to use fat as fuel. Now that sounds great. Wow, I'm just using fat as fuel. I'm going to be shredded. I'm going to lose weight. This is going to be awesome. The thing that happens is you still have to take calories into account. If you're still eating a maintenance amount of calories, if you're still eating more calories than you're going through, then the net result is not going to be any different. If I take on a bunch of bacon, sure, I'm going to use up bacon and fat and fat stores for fuel, but I also have more bacon coming in. So the net results might not be that I have more abs just because I cut out carbs necessarily. Fat burning zones is something you also see uh, people talk about. And there's some truth to that as well. The lower the intensity is, 
So let's say that you're just sitting on the couch or you're walking at a slow pace. You're using more fat as fuel as a percentage compared to if you do high-intensity exercise. If you're at TNT and you're pushing this sled, there is very little fat that's being used to do that. That's going to be a lot of carbs and a lot of sugar. So why isn't that the perfect diet is to eat eggs, bacon, and sit on the couch? If you eat more fat, you use more fat. If you exercise at a lower intensity, you're going to burn more fat. Well, that's not a very good exercise program, is it? Eating nothing but fat and sitting on the couch is not going to give you the results that you want. You need to look at the net effect of the exercise of the food. You need intensity to change your body. Intensity... Higher intensity exercise is going to use up some carbs, so those lower intensity uh, zones might not be that useful after all. One common advice you'll hear is that you should eat every two to three hours. People will say that this is going to help boost your metabolism, build muscle, burn fat. Is that good advice? It's good advice for someone that's all over the place. If you don't have any structure and any routine, if you eat whatever you want on Monday, through Friday, you skip meals, you do extra meals. If you're all over the place and adding a rule that would say eat every two to three hours, that might give you a plan and some structure, and that's probably good. Do you need to eat every two to three hours to hit your results? No. You're going to be just fine if you eat every four hours, every five hours. If you have two meals per day or if you have five meals per day, everything comes down to what the total was for that day. So I don't care. Let's say that you eat 3,000 calories. That could be 500 calories spread out at six different times, or that could be two giant meals of 1,500 calories. It's not going to have any impact on your overall metabolism. Your metabolism is the stuff that you break down and that you build up. The same amount of food is going to break down the same way and the same amount of expenditure that you have the same day is not going to change a whole lot either. You need to find something that works with your schedule, something that you can do around your workouts at work that's going to keep you on track. Intermittent fasting, it's pretty popular right now. A lot of people do it. You fast for 16 hours and you eat for eight. A ton of people see results doing that. There's also the most leanest and shreddest bodybuilders in the world that eat every two hours. Can you do that and get results? Sure. Find something that works for you. You're not going to be broken if you don't eat for a couple hours. You're not going to waste away and lose muscle. And there's no secret thing to this except what the daily total is going to look like and what the weekly total is going to look like. In between there, you can eat as many or as few meals as you feel like you need to. If you can't go two to three hours without feeling like you have to have to eat something, then it might actually be good to try and spread things out a little bit more. You should be able to go a couple hours without feeling hangry, aggravated, and all those things. There's times throughout the day where you just get hungry and you feel like now is the time to eat. Do you know what those times are? Do you think it's when your blood sugar is low or that you're losing steam, you need some fuel, whatever's going on? You get hungry at the times that you usually eat. This is something that you can program yourself. You can practice this. If you're someone that always eats at 8 and 10 and 12 and 3, 
you're going to get hungry at those times. Not because you are dying from malnutrition or anything. It's just what you're used to. There's a couple of hormones at play. And these are things that change. You can uh, program yourself to skip a meal. You can be more flexible with these things. So I challenge you. Um, if you have a safety blanket, oh, I have to do this or I have to do this. Uh, having a structure is good, but you should also be able to go without food for a little bit. That's a healthy sign of you uh, being in control of your uh, metabolism. And that's something that's very useful for exercise for longer duration events as well. This next advice is kind of in that same category, and that is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's not true. Sure, if you like breakfast, have breakfast. If you don't like breakfast, skip breakfast. Like I said before, it comes down to the daily total. Find something that works for your routine, something that you can see yourself do long-term and have a structured plan. If you're someone that doesn't eat breakfast just because you uh, hit snooze 25 times and you didn't meal prep, you didn't do any grocery shopping, you don't have any good food at home, then yes, telling someone like that to have breakfast could be a great start of the day. It could be an early win. You can get some protein in, some nutrition, some water. Breakfast could be a great option. If you're someone that have a plan that just prefers skipping breakfast, it's something that you should be able to do if you're healthy. You just run on coffee until lunch and that feels great for you, then stick with that. It's going to come down to the daily total. Those are some of the most common nutrition myths that I hear. I hope that you learned something today. If you have more questions, please let me know. You can message me or grab me at the gym. I love to talk about nutrition. Just a heads up, we have our nutrition challenge coming up. It starts on uh, this Sunday. If you're listening to this on Monday, that means it started yesterday. Hopefully you got signed up. If you didn't sign up, what are you doing? You should have gotten signed up. Maybe you can still get into it. Talk to Lindy, she's in charge of things. This is gonna give you added accountability. We've got some bingo items for you that's gonna keep things very easy to follow and give you a ton of results. I'll see you at the gym.